So Julia, I am uh, really excited about today's guest because this person appeared on one of my favorite TV shows ever. And, and which TV show would that be on you? Cause you have a lot of favorites. I do. I, I am a little bit of a, a TV connoisseur as they might say, but I love Queer Eye. It's one of my favorite shows because it's so happy and we are talking with one of their guests today who has a grooming business called Stylish Pooch in Philadelphia. Amazing. So we're getting a human celebrity for a change, not just an animal celebrity. I like exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Let's get to it now. But thank okay. you. And is it, is it Rahana? It's Rayana. Rayana. Okay. Sorry. Uh-huh. I just want to make sure I pronounce it correctly. Thank you again for chatting with us. And um, yeah, I'm just really happy. I was so excited when we uh, saw your episode. I was like, we have to have Ron. She's amazing. (laughs) This is so surreal. I can't believe you're on the screen right now. Um, But we will get started. And and uh, I, are you moving from the place that they renovated in the episode? Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> you oh, got to get Bobby wild. to come back and uh, I know, right? <laughs> design, design your next spot. <laughs> no. Oh, that's so funny. Well, uh, thank you again. So we'll, we'll just get started if that's okay. all good with you. Okay, and this yeah. is Julia, my, my co-host, by the way. So we, okay. we are in cahoots with each other. Nice to meet you guys. Um, <laughs> so, all right, I'm going to give you a little bit of background on how I, I came across your episode. I was alone on a Friday night, was looking for something to binge watch, and I got on Netflix. Queer Eye was on there. I had honestly smoked a little bit of weed too. So I was just like real, just like (laughs) I was in it. I was ready to just dive into something. And then I was scrolling through the episodes and I saw yours in the description. I was like, okay, I have to watch this person's episode because it's about a person who loves dogs apparently. And I just like, from the moment you came on screen, I was just so... Uh, enamored by you because you just have such a joyful, vivacious spirit. And it was just, it was just really cool to see your journey of what happened when, when you were on that episode. But I, I want to talk to you first about where you're from and also your relationship to animals pre queer eye. Okay. Um, so I'm from Philadelphia um, and, you know, I, my family and I always had animals our entire life. Like, any animal you could think of, you name it, we had. I mean, obviously, besides, like, cows and stuff, because we live in Philadelphia. But we've had dogs. Well, we did have a rooster for a day. <laughs> for, <laughs> a day? for a day? <laughs> how, did you end up, how did you end up with a rooster for a day? So, I think that one of our neighbors used to, like, cook, and they would, like, you know, do the, do the, um, yeah, themselves, and I think there's <laughs> got out or something, and you know picked it up and kept it until we found out who it belonged to. So it was yeah, literally just for a day. Um, and roosters do wake up in the morning and cockle doo do early, bright and early in the morning. He definitely woke the whole house up. Um, so yeah, that was wait, that. was he in your house? Did you have the he rooster was, in? 
we did. We had him in the house for a day. Yep. Overnight. <laughs> so I wish my parents were that cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My whole entire family loves animals. We had dogs, cats, lizards, iguanas, chinchillas, any like pet, you name it. We had it. Um, I also went to a uh, Seoul High School of Agricultural Sciences, so it was like destined for me to be an animal person. Um, I actually went to high school um, there, and I was uh, going to be a vet, but um, I kind of, you know, it's a lot with being a vet, and you you kind of see things that you're you don't want to see. Um, you know, you, you run into surgeries for dogs, and all kinds of things happen. So I felt like that that wasn't for me. So I tried to figure out what would be something else that I could do with dogs and animals in general that, you know, they would leave happy. And one of my teachers had told me about um, PetSmart um, and I was applying for colleges and stuff. And he was like, well, you can go to uh, PetSmart. I worked there for a summer job. They have a dog grooming um, area and you can just see if you like that. Well, I started out as a bather and wound up becoming a groomer and I fell in love with it instantly instantly fell in love with being a groomer um <laughs> um I would practice on our own dog at home we, like I said we had multiple dogs at home and at the time when I was in high school we had a shih tzu and I would my mom and dad had bought me uh uh grooming equipment for Christmas and a grooming table and I would practice on our dog at home and he sat perfect so I'm thinking like okay this is a great job like dogs just sit there that is not the case. Not all dogs sit still while you while you're giving them haircuts. So I would practice on our neighbors' dogs, and it just was a thing for me. So I wound up falling in love with it. Then Petsmart had sent me to grooming school, um, and I became a groomer. I think in 2012 or 11. Um, I worked there for a few more years, and then I left and started my own business um, in 2016. Um, and I started off as a mobile groomer. Um, I, me and my dad were like searching for mobile grooming vans. We had found this woman who was selling an old RV that she had in New Jersey. So Will we this and I, this RV makes a star appearance in your episode <laughs> of Queer Eye? <laughs> it did not look like that when I first got it. It was top cheap. So this is the thing. So you know, like I said, I'm a first time business owner, first time uh, mobile groomer. So I had no idea like the depth of like this vehicle being tore up in the streets of Philadelphia. You know, Philadelphia is super small. We have like tons of potholes. So in my mind, I'm not even thinking of that kind of stuff. I'm just thinking that I got this mobile grooming van and I'm about to, you know, groom dogs. Well, with that being said, I would tear up the city with that <laughs> RV, tear up the city and then tear up my, <laughs> my van. So it wound up being like a whole hot mess. So I've only had, I had it for a year before um, it got to to a point where it was like not drivable or anything like that. Right. The the point that uh, we saw on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask, like, especially when you were first practicing, you know, your initial haircuts. Was there a haircut that you gave either your dog or somebody else's dog? You're like, oh my god, I can't believe I just oh. did that because <laughs> I am so bad at grooming oh, my dog. <laughs> yeah, tell us what was the worst like worst haircut you've ever given a dog. So this was also in the time where I still was learning how to groom. Um, I had a neighbor's dog. I was referred from another neighbor to um, groom a dog, and she had a Bichon. Now, you know, I don't know if you guys know, but Bichons are very fluffy, and, you know, they, they get a certain type of haircut. And I'm like, no, I got it. I can do it. Mm-mm. 
I tore that dog up. <laughs> so I started grooming it, and I had a certain clipper that 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 wasn't a good clipper for that type of dog. Like I had a clipper that only shaved down one length. It was like a ten or something. But I was supposed to have a clipper that had different attachment combs. Well, I had the plastic attachment combs. The attachment comb came off, and I shaved the back of the dog with a ten. Yeah. What did what did the owner when you when you brought the dog back? <laughs> The funny thing about that is she recently started coming to me, I would say, again, after that, like a year or two ago. Mind you, that happened like eight years ago. And she said she refused to come back to me because of that situation. And I'm like, well, I'm way more experienced now. (laughs) (laughs) So upset. But she wound up coming back to me like a year or two later. And I wound up doing her dog like on a regular basis. So. That's so funny. I mean, I've definitely... I, I I feel like dogs at least don't really know that they have a bad haircut, un, unlike humans, because I've definitely gotten my haircut and I've cried <laughs> after a haircut where I'm like, no, what did you do to me? But I feel like dogs at least are like, all right, whatever. <laughs> or do you notice a difference or do you feel like having so much experience with animals, do you notice that, do they have like a little spunk to them after they get a new haircut or do they feel bad if they don't like their haircut <laughs> um i would say dogs definitely do notice the difference um i have dog you know you know a lot of times dogs go off of energy so if a dog gets a haircut and you really like the haircut and you're like hyping the dog up like oh my god fluffy you look so cute they're they're feeding off of your energy so i had a client who told me she took her dog before she came to me she took her dog somewhere else and the dog was mad and so they had to completely shake it down she said the dog was completely shaved like a rat, and obviously she wasn't happy. So I think the dog felt that energy of her not being happy. She was like, the dog will look itself in the mirror and then like go hide under the bed. Now she might have been being dramatic, <laughs> but <laughs> that's what she said happened. And then the dog had to be shaved all the way down from someone else. So <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes it's good to start, you know. Start from scratch and to build a new style again. What was cool for me to learn about dog groomers is I didn't realize how complex the setup is. Like, could you describe like the tools, the setup inside your truck? Like for someone who's never seen it before, like, what are we looking at? What kind of tools are you working with? And what is the inside of your truck like? Okay. So as far as the equipment for the cutting, it's kind of very similar to a hairstylist or a barber. Um, you know, we, we both use the same clippers. Uh, we use the same scissors. Dance is just a little um, uh, shorter than ours. Like, we use super long because obviously we're dealing with dogs who are different sizes. But it's, it's almost similar to a barber or a hairstylist. We use the same clippers. Um, the only thing that difference is the, the setting of the salons. Like, you know, we have to have basically a huge tub, like a bathtub for a dog. We would have to have um, a hydraulic table for the dogs. Um, and then, you know, we use a different type of hair dryer. Like our, most of our hair dryers look similar to vacuums than the actual like person hair dryer. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool. Like, and, I you, feel like we- and you have to contain them too, right? They're, 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 um, leashed essentially to, exactly. uh, I've never been leashed during a haircut. So that's <laughs> <laughs> put a loop around their their neck or around their waist so move or something like that so, so it's a little different but very similar to uh stylus 
So I, I'm curious, you, you, your journey, you start at PetSmart, you go, you get your certification in grooming, and then you start your mobile business. What, why did you decide to go out on your own? What was the input, like the inspiration of like, you know what, I don't want to work for anyone else. I want to do this on my own. Um, honestly, I felt from the very beginning that I wanted to be my own boss. Uh, I mean, I knew I wanted to be a groomer and I knew I needed some teaching, some teaching and help with it. Um, I was going to go to a separate school for grooming, but PetSmart sends you to school and they, they pay for everything. So I wound up doing it through them. But I always knew that I wanted to do something different because you can only go so much with a company like they didn't do like I don't know if you you well I'm pretty sure you guys have seen the color styles that I've done like only but so far that you can elevate through PetSmart when you're doing your own thing you can do so much more there's a wide range of the styles and the and the different things you can do um I also wanted to be a mobile groomer to you know get the people who can't always come out um, to get a dog's groom, like there's older people who don't drive or, um, you know, people are too busy to to take their dogs to the groomer. So it's better for them to have someone out, um, come out and groom, groom their dog for about an hour or so, and then they continue with their day. So. When I was growing up, um, I'm from New York, from Queens, and my babysitter when I was a kid, she worked with a mobile groomer and my sister and I, we would always get so excited on the days where her dog got groomed because the truck would pull up outside her apartment building. And then at some point we would just see like soapy water <laughs> pouring out of the truck. And we're like, Oh, here come the bubble. <laughs> so it was like just this like little thing that we always got super pumped for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that definitely does happen. All the soap and stuff just runs right out. <laughs> and so your, your business. So, so I, well, let's backtrack to queer eye. So the, the story is your parents nominated you to be on the show. Right. And yes. did, did you know that they had done this? I had no idea. No idea. Um, I got the call one day. I got a call one day about being on the show. Um, and I honestly thought it was a fake call. Like some some person was trying to prank me. I've never heard of the show before. And for me to get it, I was like, no way. No way me is getting ready to be on the show. No way. So, you know, I listened to the conversation. I talked to him or whatever. And then I hung up the phone. I called my mom and my dad. I'm like, I'm about to be on a TV show. Like, she told me to look it up. She was like, it's for real. It's legit. I'm going to be on a TV show. My mom and dad never stood it and say anything about it. So I called back after I talked to them. And it was legit real. So I just, I couldn't believe it. It was so surreal to me that me getting picked to be on the show. Yeah, that, and I mean, and it's a show too that I feel like they want people to be really vulnerable on it too. Like you're, you're sharing a lot on that show. You learn a lot about a person in in that show. That was kind of, I had to think long and hard about being on the show basically, because like you said, you had to be very vulnerable and I'm someone who hates sharing my personal business or, um, you know, just telling my story. Like I just, it just was never me. So I had to think long and hard, like, okay, so I really want to tell millions, not, not thousands, millions of people my life. But when I talked to my parents, my mom was like, you have to realize that, you know, there's somebody who could be going through what you're going through, whether it be your business, whether your relationship, whether it's my height, 
somebody is out there that's going to relate and you can help them get through the situation. So that's what made me do it and, and kept going. So. So they, they show up the, the, the squad and, yeah. and you're, you're in your mobile truck. This is like, this is when I feel like we first really get introduced to you is they come to your mobile truck that RIP <laughs> No longer, no longer in existence. Um, and what, what was that week like? I mean, I feel like it's a very intense week because you're packing in so much. They're renovating your apartment. They're giving you uh, your own uh, makeover. They're, you're basically doing therapy on the show too, yeah. learning to cook. Like what, how much is being packed into that week? Um, intense is a very good word to uh, <laughs> describe. It was for sure intense because everything had to be crammed in, you know, that week. Um, but it 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 was one of the best weeks of my life, life honestly. And I wish that it could have been prolonged more because you, I get to you know meet these these amazing people who who don't don't have to do what they do and they're doing it because they want to help you. They know you're a good person and, you know, they want to see you thrive. So it was just an amazing feeling. Um, I had no idea I was getting a van. So like for the entire week, they were telling me that it was a fundraiser um, to help me get the van, but it was no cost to me, to anybody. So I'm like, okay, well, okay, cool. I don't, I'm not sure what kind of fundraiser this is, but okay, that works. And the fundraiser was a doggy pageant that I, I should say. Yeah, it was a dogs and a bunch of cute outfits. <laughs> Where you also debuted your awesome look and your cute outfits. I feel like that's a very important part yes. of the story. <laughs> yes. Um, so they told me it was a fundraiser where it was a dog show. And I always wanted to do a dog show. I had um, some talks with um, another person who was in the dog industry with me and we planned on like doing a competition um, um, together. And I, I told them that and they, they was like, that's awesome. Let's do that. So the whole time, you know, they're telling me that it's a fundraiser. I had no idea that this whole thing was a surprise to me to give me a brand new van. I had no idea. The whole entire week, they were like, oh, well, we don't know if we're going to get you a van. We might just, you know, give you some cash to, you know, get the fundraiser to help you towards it. I don't know what we're going to do, but you for sure not getting a new van. Like, we, we wouldn't be doing that. So I'm like, okay. I'm and, and I had canceled my dogs for, like, the entire week. So in my mind, I'm thinking, like, okay, I go back to work next week. And they just crushed my van, my <laughs> RV. What the, how am I going to get back to work? That's what I'm thinking the entire week. They're telling me they're not giving me a new van. What am I going to do? Whole time, they had a whole van set for me. Welcome to the world of TV. <laughs> Julie and I have definitely, we're both producers and we've definitely uh, pulled some tricks like that before to yeah. surprise the people. <laughs> <laughs> and what was that moment like? They you you have this doggy pageant, and towards the end, that's when they do the big reveal. I mean, I, I feel like we got a sense of how overwhelming and happy and excited you were. But can you walk us through? I guess like what was running through your head in that moment when you realized, oh my god, I have a whole new van. Oh gosh, I'm about to get emotional just now thinking about it. <laughs> um, it was amazing. It was like all the hard work and, you know, 
everything that I put into my business was like being paid for and, and, and paid off and like appreciated and seen. Like, I don't know. It just was, it just was amazing. I had no idea it was coming. And I just, I just felt like I couldn't believe these people wanted to help me. <laughs> it was amazing. And I feel like, I mean, not to make this too much about the show itself, but I feel like that show really does try to show the people that they're highlighting on it or who are spotlighted that they are worthy and that they are worth happiness and to be successful. And how has, I guess, that confidence that you maybe got from being part of that experience helped you with what you're doing now with Stylish Pooch? Um, I would definitely say it changed me as a person. Like I'm, I'm so not the person that I was in 2019 when we, you know, taped the show. Uh, it, it's given me a confidence for my business. They've given me so much business advice. They've given me, you know, advice for myself, you know, as a person and how that you need to love yourself no matter what, which I struggled with a lot, you know, growing up with my height, like being the tallest out of all of my friends, and in school, it, it was a struggle. So to to feel them, you know, tell me like, you know, you you're beautiful, and you know, you deserve everything that you're that you get. Like, um, and then to have them help me with my business was amazing because I was I was down for a while with the RV, and it got me back to being a mobile groomer. I was I was stationary for a while with the RV, and it helped me become a mobile groomer. So my business had skyrocketed. You know, I was able, and now I have a salon as well. So I was able to, with how much I was able to get a salon as well. So it, it definitely helped myself and Stylish Pooch drastically. Yeah, I wanted to to ask about that a little bit more. I mean, you know, it's the day after the Fab Five leaves. It's you, it's the van, your new, you know, amazing ensemble. What happened and how did the business start to take off? You know, were you able to do a lot of grassroots marketing? Had people seen the show? And then were they reaching out to you? Like, what do you think kind of like really helped drive people back to your business? So the show was taped in 2019. So obviously when the show is over, you get your van. I couldn't talk about it because it's a whole, it, it, it aired like a whole year later. But, you know, with my advertisement and people realized that I was back on the road, you know, calls start coming in, referrals. I have a website. I had a website. Um, I have a website now. Um, and then, like, so many people knew who I was already. So that helped. And then when the show aired, it took off even more. On top of, in 2020, that was the, the beginning of the pandemic. So... Being a mobile groomer where other the other salons, like the other stationary salons, had to close, I personally didn't have to because I'm a mobile groomer and it was very little contact with with the people. Mm-hmm. So it just so that was another thing that helped me get like crazy business. And so you're riding around in your new mobile grooming truck, not being able to tell anyone that you got this. <laughs> because of the fact that you're on Queer Eye, how hard was it to, I guess, like keep it a secret until it was aired? It was so hard (laughs) keeping it secret because you go from a broken down RV for a whole year to all of a sudden you got this new and improved RV and people are like, and it's like, it's glamorous. (laughs) It's like very, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so what, what were, what were their reactions when they saw your new, your new space? 
basically like how what happened how did you you know get down you know i got a business loan or you know something other to you know to get the how did you get this you know thing so i had to come up with something and that's basically what i what i came up with oh i got i got a loan you know <laughs> someone helped me out <laughs> so Beyond beyond queer eye now, can you and and post life queer eye with stylish pooch? What other cert you say you have a salon? You also have boarding, right? Like you offer a lot of different services now. So we have um, you know the mobile grooming, we have in salon grooming, um, boarding, and daycare. So overnight stays, and then like during the day stays. That's amazing. Yeah. So, and are you going to expand? Do you think you're going to start? Uh, Opening and opening up other locations. What's the plans for Stylist Pooch? Um, so I think that the next plan would um, be getting another van instead. Um, mobile grooming is so big that I need another van to to get around. Um, like you know, the salon location is cool, but most people want the the mobile grooming. So I think that's the next thing for Stylist Pooch is to get another van. That's Which awesome. Is, yeah. That makes total sense. And I, so I, I am curious, like you mentioned that your confidence really grew and did you see that translate to the types of cuts that you were doing for dogs? Like, was there any difference in like your creative vision that you had for, you know, your grooming and your technique and stuff like that? Um, I would say, yes, I would say that, you know, after, you know, basically finding, you know, my true self that it did, you know, have an effect on the haircuts that I do. Um, you know, I do a bunch of colors and stuff. So I think that it, it inspired my creativity a little bit more. And then I feel like grooming is something that's really overlooked at times with dog owners as being an important part of their upkeep with their pets. What, why do you think that's something that sometimes people neglect? And I guess what would you tell a pet owner, especially new pet owners, why it's really important for them to get their pets groomed? Not not just so that they look pretty, but for health reasons too. Um, yeah, it's definitely a good thing, a necessity, honestly, to get dogs groomed. Um, just like us, we have to, we have self-care for ourselves. Dogs can't do for themselves. So it's our job to do it for them. You know, they get their nails cut to avoid um, overgrown and uncomfortable um, nails. If you, you know, don't get your dog's um, nails cut on a four to six basis. Your nails can get overgrown and go into paw pads, causing infections. Um, you know, not cleaning ears properly can cause ear infections and stuff like that. Um, not brushing your dog properly can cause clumping and all kinds of things like that. So it's very important and it's a necessity to get dogs groomed, just like us. You wouldn't go weeks and months and years without doing your own hair. So it would be the same for dogs. It's definitely essential to their health. I don't know. You should uh, see some of my exes. They they could have used some grooming. <laughs> <laughs> I could I send them to you. Uh <laughs> get them in those stirrups, put a leash around their neck and just trim their nasty beards. Um, Anya, this is a public podcast that children listen to. (laughs) Well, uh, you also, you have a dog. Can you tell us a little bit about her? And she had her little debut on the show as well. So it's a he, baby. Okay. Actually no longer have him. Oh, I'm sorry. 
Yeah, he was an older guy and he did have some health issues. So he um he passed away. But Vinny is the face of stylish poop, so he's always close to me. So And have you gotten another dog in the meantime, or are you just too busy right now with everything to have a new addition? Um, so I want to get a new dog. Um, you know, I have a, a one-year-old and she is a, a dog lover as well. So I do want to get a dog for her, her eventually, but my schedule is so busy and having a one-year-old is a lot <laughs> in itself. So, um, I do, but just not at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And then as far as the, the fab five, uh, who, who do you think is the biggest dog lover out of all of them? The biggest dog lover, I would have to say, is Jonathan. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Recently, he has like three dogs now. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> he has like three dogs now. That's amazing. Have you have you groomed any of them? I haven't. No, I haven't. I would that needs to. to be its own episode. He gave you. He gave you a hair makeover. Now it's time for you to give his pooches a hair makeover. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Ron, Rana, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. It was amazing hearing your story, and you are just like an incredible light. I cannot wait to see how your business uh, continues to grow. And um, it's just so much fun to talk with you. You, you. Then the name Stylish Pooch. Oh, I also want to add add in, your signature saying is add swag to their wag, right? Yes. Can you give us a little bit of background on how you came up with that saying? Honestly, I don't even know where, I can't remember where that came from. Um, I think I was like at a dog show or something and... I don't know. Somebody was talking about having a swaggy dog, and I think it just—it just came to me, just like that. You should trademark it. Trademark <laughs> it. Seriously, trademark it. It's such a great tagline. You could—you could license it. You could put it on T-shirts. Everything. It's—it's it's so fun. It's such a great tagline. <laughs> but yeah, well, thank you again. Good luck with your move. And uh, we'll be following you on social and looking out for the new haircuts and new dyes that you give pooches and and everything else that comes uh, on your plate. We're excited for you. Well, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you. She was so much fun. I mean, you can just she tell really that was. she she loves animals, loves dogs, and just I want to hang out with her and be her friend and have Ruthie be groomed by her and get her toenails painted and get pink fur. <laughs> I I don't think Smudge would be very cooperative on a grooming table, but um if he if he were to be, you know, a different type of uh, little boy than he is, I would say the same thing. I mean, she's such a warm person and for me watching that episode, like I was immediately on her side. I, like sometimes with those shows, I need to warm up to certain characters, but instantly, you know, you are you're on her side, you want her to succeed, you want like, the weak log transformation to go well. And I'm just so happy to see that her business is working as well as it is right now. I know it's, it's great to see how much it's thrived and that she's expanding and continuing to grow. And I think what was fun, I think one thing that stood out to me in our conversation though, is when she was talking about how, if the dog has a bad haircut, that 
it might not feel as confident if the owner is acting like it doesn't like it. So I think for me, the takeaway is no matter how bad your dog's haircut is, still make your dog feel beautiful the way that you would a friend if she were to get a bad haircut and you, you lie to them. It's okay. They already know it's bad, but you don't need to rub it in. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And like, just a note on the grooming, it it is really hard. So we don't get smudge groomed in the way that some people's dogs will, you know, will have their coat maintenance done, but we'll do a little sanitary trim on his backside just to keep things, you know, nice and tidy. And it's really hard. I had to buy groomer quality shears. And even then it was just like, it's still this horrible, like patchy thing with tufts in some places and it's too short in others. And I am so determined to get it right. Like I'm always practicing in the dog park. People think I'm crazy, but it really is like, there's an art to it as there would be any other you know kind of craft. Yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely is a skill. And I imagine just like the patience that you have to have too, with the different totally. personalities of animals that come to your grooming station. <laughs> I wonder if that helps them deal with people too. in in real life, oh my just gosh, to- <laughs> I bet it would help me. <laughs> But for people who want to watch that episode, I believe it was season, it was came out a couple, uh, well, I guess it came out last year, season five, check her out. She is awesome. Support stylish pooch, especially if you're in the Philadelphia area. And for those who listen, thank you again. Follow us on TikTok. Instagram at the Furfluencers. Get updates. Sign up for our new newsletter through our website at thefurfluencers.com. And also support us on Patreon if you want more animal content. Thank you all. 